Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Coach Lois here. It's been a while. I have been uh, taking some time off and not having as many podcasts. So I'm coming back with a beautiful, beautiful topic and subject today and a beautiful guest. So I'm so grateful to have you guys here uh, at Healthy, Wealthy and Wise, where it's our goal, our mission to help you live, find your best health, your best wealth, whatever that means for you and finding it through your own inner Wisdom. Again, I'm your host, Lois Kofi. And today I have an amazing guest, Dr. Taryn McCarthy. She's all the way on the other side of the country in one of my favorite places, Maine. And we met, uh, gosh, uh, I can't remember for sure, on LinkedIn. And uh, I had the pleasure of being on your podcast earlier this year. And uh, so now I have, I have you um, on my show. So before I introduce you, I just want to remind anyone, if you're tuning in live, Please go ahead and comment below, um, hashtag live. And if you're on the replay, hashtag replay. And feel free towards the second half of the show, I do allow my live studio audience to ask questions of myself and the guests because we really want to reward those who support the show and, and show up live. So I'll give you an opportunity to ask questions later. And if you see value, sharing is caring. Um, hit the share button, especially now as... We, we, we show this show, it's um, it's almost like right in the middle, actually, of holiday season. And this can be an intense time for some people. I know I used to be depressed around the holidays. There's a lot of people with seasonal affective disorder, um, a lot of people thinking about, oh, my gosh, money around Christmas time and the holidays and, and travel. And a lot of people may be sick. And there's, there's all these external things. And today we want to talk about happiness. And we really want to help you be inspired to, to see things a little bit differently, maybe, um, as we wrap up this really intense year of 2022. And hey, Sean, I just want to give a shout out to my brother from another mother. Sean Waite is here in the house live, I'm assuming in Minnesota. Um, so thanks, Sean, so much for, for tuning in. So Dr. Taryn is a happiness and prosperity coach for high achieving women and men in dentistry and medicine. And like I mentioned, she's also the host of her own podcast called the Business of Happiness podcast. So Dr. Taryn, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story and how you got to be a happiness and prosperity coach. Thank you so much, Lois. I'm so honored to be on your podcast and so excited to be sharing in this conversation. And you are so right. Such an important conversation to be having right now, especially, you know, in the broader scope where it can seem like there's so much negativity and fear around us all the time. <laughs> so, so important to be refocusing our lens back on where we actually do have our power, which is on choosing happiness, which 
seems antithetical sometimes. We feel like we don't have that power, but in fact, it's the only power we have. So anyway, I'll tell you really briefly about my story. I started out with a dream of becoming a dentist. <laughs> How linear-minded is that? You know, this beautiful marriage when I was 19, this marriage of science and artistry and the promise of entrepreneurship and leadership and giving back to our community, all of that just sang to me. And uh, that's where I started my journey was in the pursuit of becoming a dentist and this idea of what success would look like. And that whole idea of I'll be happy when I become a dentist. So kind of put my mindset towards becoming a dentist. When I finally became one, thought, mm, happiness didn't just kick in. Maybe it's because I need to be an orthodontist. So orthodontists straighten teeth and transform people's lives by transforming their smiles. I thought, oh my gosh, that's a happy place. Love to walk into the office every day with people who want to be there, who aren't in pain. So put my head down into the books and ignored my own health, my own happiness. I'll be happy when, and of course, you can begin to catch on because happiness didn't come in an orthodontic certification. It also didn't come in business ownership or leading of a team, which I thought that would bring me happiness since that was my dream. And then I thought, well, maybe I need to be a mom. So after years of ignoring my body and ignoring my health, we struggled with infertility for a long time. Mm -hmm. When we finally had, did get pregnant, my body figured it out really quickly. So I had two in very quick succession, which mm -hmm. you think twice the, twice the children, twice the happiness, but actually what happened was more stress and overwhelm and anxiety as I was kind of adding up all the responsibilities in my life. And so my story really started at a moment where I was probably, oh, I was the most successful of my life. I mean, in all, in all regards, I had the fancy house, the fancy practice, the fancy husband, the, even the fancy dogs. <laughs> you know, I really... What I had thought when I was younger would bring me so much happiness, would be the ultimate in success, mm. really was my biggest nightmare. And I was so deep in depression and fear and anxiety. And what I chose to do at that time was run. I didn't know another way. I just, I tried to sell my practice. I went to a bankruptcy attorney. I went to a divorce attorney. I ran from the state. I, if I could have run from my children, I would have. I, mm -hmm. I, I say that now um, with all truth and honesty, because I think sometimes we do feel ourselves in such desperation that even the thing that we value the most, we want to tear down. And um, the one person I couldn't run away from was myself. And that was the beginning of my journey of self-discovery and learning what mattered to me and learning what healthy, wealthy, and wise meant to me as mm. opposed to somebody else's algorithm of success. And that was the beginning of my undoing in order to retrain and relearn what really matters to me and what those foundational aspects of success are in my life. And um, 
that's what I'm doing now is supporting my incredible colleagues. I'm still an orthodontist. I grew another orthodontic practice based on the foundations of my own values. That brought me so much joy. I'm still married to the same incredible man. I still have those two kids and I added another one. And, you know, everything now is 180 degrees different because everything that changed was with inside of me. Mm-hmm. So what might look very similar, I live in a different state. That's different. I now have taken on some new new titles. I am now a podcast host and an author and a motivational, transformational speaker and a coach. But everything that changed really was in terms of my own perspective. Mm. Um, And that made all the difference. That's amazing. I feel like I'm hearing a mirror in my own journey as well, because I shared with you on your podcast, like I was in the thick of it at the first half of the year. Yes unlearning, like uh, that's a phrase that I, you know, unlearning my first 43, 44 years and going within, cause I, and it sounds like you, so I want to talk about, you said some things that were really powerful is the labels that you wore, right? And then your meaning of success, it sounds like, and I'd love for you to expound upon this. It sounds like all those labels, orthodontist, of course, the certification that went with that, success, those labels weren't your own. Where did you, where did you get those labels and the meaning that you attached to them? Do you think? Even, even mother yeah. has a label. I forgot about that one. That's a big one. I it, can, yep. <laughs> it's a big one because, you know, we can understand labels and limitations when we talk about doctor or business owner or white woman, you know, like there's certain labels that we give ourselves And we think that along with those labels comes a certain description, a certain Mm. expectation. Okay. And sometimes the labels that we put on ourselves feel too precious to to question, to break down. Like mother for me was one of those. Mother was a label that I really was afraid to challenge in terms of my understanding of motherhood. Once I was able to um, gain the confidence and the strength to tear down my label of doctor (laughs) and just give myself an opportunity for a perspective shift on what really matters in that label and does anything matter at all, Mm. um, the the bigger hurdle for me was understanding what mother meant and what a good mother meant. Because even in my mind, I had established a certain list of criteria of shoulds and shouldn'ts in terms of motherhood. And those labels, that label of motherhood was limiting me from mm. being happy. Mm. And that that sounds taboo, but it's true. I had to undo and strip away what I had established in my own experience, lived experience of what mo- a great mother is in order for me to reconnect with who I am. You know, for example, I'll give you a very real example. I don't love to play Barbies. I don't, I just don't. I mean, for me, that's difficult to do. That's That doesn't feel in alignment with myself. I love to go on a hike with my daughter. I love to be out in nature and to spend time with her. But for me, getting down on the ground and playing with toys is just not my jam. And I beat myself up for so many years 
that I wasn't doing that with her or that I didn't wasn't present when I forced myself to do that with her because I thought that was what being a good mother was. Or, for example, understanding that beautiful dance of motherhood and business ownership and creativity and pouring myself into building a new business that lights me up, but it doesn't leave me with my daughter 24 hours a day. So understanding that letting my daughter see me go to work and live and live my dreams and then come home fully fulfilled and in love with myself because Mm of fueling myself during the day made me a good mom and didn't, didn't have to conform to somebody else's algorithm of what a good mother is. Mm, I love that. There's a lot, a lot in there. I know for me, I was also, when I became a mom, it was very traumatic and it was one of those things where I, I didn't realize it until the last year and a half is I had such a deep mother wound. I never really had a mom or a model. Um, I had a lot of adopted moms, but it was kind of like, what do I do now? I'm in the mom club. And, and I gave it a lot of meaning. And I, I want to talk about a, a quote you and I said before we got on here. And we could, again, guys, just think about mom. If you're not a mom, dad, are you a brother? Are you... Um, uh, you know, successful business person, right? You know, whatever your label is, nothing means nothing until we give it meaning. Mm. Right? We talked about that before the show. So what do you, how do you help people or, or what did you discover about that when we attach meaning to something and then it can, it can even, it can either help us to create that happiness or go the other way. What do you think? Yeah. It's so interesting. When we think about it, isn't that true, though, that nothing means nothing, nothing? I mean, whether I'm a, a dentist or a doctor, or doesn't mean anything until I attach a meaning to it. So once again, we're creating labels and limitations, right? You know, it's so interesting. I'll tell you a crazy, bizarre story. I started getting really into um, recognizing my own power of manifestation, So envisioning something, dreaming of it, and then having it come to fruition and learning my own power and being able to do so. So manifesting a relationship with my husband that was more beautiful and intense and passionate and then working on it together when we have that intention. Of course, we can manifest beautiful things. It's how we create businesses. It's how we create happy lives in our families. And, you know, it's so interesting. I... um. I had this idea that I was envisioning the the power of manifesting beautiful things in my world. So I was thinking about, oh, I love animals. And I would I would think about an animal and then an animal would appear. I mean, yes, I live in Maine. <laughs> it does make it more possible. <laughs> and one day I was ma- I was meditating and I um and I thought of a porcupine and I was thinking, oh, isn't that interesting? I wonder what that means to think about porcupines. Well, wouldn't you know, within two days, my poor dog got caught in a porcupine and had quills all over his face. This sounds crazy, Lois, but I created a meaning that I manifested a porcupine. Yeah. In my head, that was so real. It was so real that I had this power to bring a porcupine onto my property and then it scared me that that idea that I could create something was terrifying to me. 
Mm. It was only a meaning that I attached to an event that held no meaning. It's a crazy, weird story, but isn't that what we do in so many aspects of our life? You know, if my husband comes home and doesn't say hello to me immediately, I immediately attach meaning to it. What's he, you know, why isn't he talking to me? What's Mm -hmm. going on in our relationship? Is this an indication that he's lost that desire for me? Exactly. (laughs) Or, you know, my, my my launching of my course didn't go the way that I wanted it to. What does that mean? Does that mean that this business model is failed? Does that mean that I have no purpose in this arena? Every time we attach meaning to something, Mm -hmm. we have an opportunity to either liberate ourselves or confine and constrict ourselves. And we always have that choice which is so fascinating because nothing means nothing until we put a meaning on it. So my husband coming in and not speaking to me immediately when he walked in the room, I can attach any meaning I want to to that. And where I love to go with my clients is choosing the thought and the meaning based on happiness. So Mm -hmm. follow me here. When we're in a higher vibrational space, meaning happier, so let's use happiness as an idea of climbing up that higher emotional vibrational space. When we're in a happier space, we're more clear-headed. We can find a perspective that's more aligned with our higher selves and not from a space of urgency or fear or insecurity, or scarcity, but rather from a space of abundance and freedom and joy and liberation and possibility. So why not attach a phenomenal meaning or phenomenal feeling thought to that event and then gain new perspective? Because nothing means nothing until we attach a meaning to it. I love that. Yeah, we can go very micro, which because of childhood traumas or adult traumas, or again, the external stimuli that our world is, right? Right. (laughs) Keeping up with the Joneses, all the things you said. I loved what you said, because I say that too, is I noticed a lot of people during the pandemic saying, I'll be happy when my course is successfully launched. I'll be happy when I have $10,000 in the bank. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when. So the the meaning there actually was coming from scarcity, fear, lack, and external stimulation. And so if you can, what I heard you say is if you can have like almost like a 30,000 foot view, almost out of body experience. Oh yeah. My husband's not talking to me. Maybe he had a bad day. Maybe he needs a hug. Maybe, maybe I can bring some love and light to him and not make it all about me. Cause I think our ego, what I was doing earlier was like that ego monkey mind can really, that's what drives us down the rabbit hole. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's always good to know those triggers and those activators, right? Because you're absolutely right. Our human experience gives us all those wounds and opportunities for us to go into that monkey mind place. And that monkey mind place is always a place of scarcity urgency, right? Urgency is a big one. You know, I have to handle this right now. And that I love that idea that you were saying of the 30,000 foot perspective. 
And imagining that 30,000 foot perspective, not just in terms of um, space, but in terms of time. So for example, oh, maybe he had a bad day and this is just a moment in time. This won't always feel this way. And maybe there's something else. There's a learning around the corner or maybe there's an opportunity or, you know, what taught me that the most Lois is with my children. So my, uh, he's, he's turned a corner now, but my 14 year old son for about eight years of his life, he and I butted heads. And I remember using this perspective of the 30,000 foot perspective. So what I like to do is the um, visual imagery of a glass elevator. So imagine you're in a glass elevator and you can just press a button and ride that glass elevator up to that 30,000 foot perspective. And now you have perspective in terms of space and time. And then I could see, oh, he's just 14. This isn't gonna last forever. He's just 14. And tomorrow he'll be someone different. And this hormone, the hormones that are processing through him and his own learned experience, his own human journey, this is just a moment in time and nothing is permanent. Even the good, even the bad, even the uncomfortable, even the joy, even the pain, nothing is permanent. So tomorrow or next year will look different. And there's freedom in that. There's freedom in that perspective. Yeah, here's surrender, letting go of control, and um, in really the long game. I want to just shout out, guys, this is a great time to ask us questions around the topic that we're discussing today is, is happiness. Uh, so if you have any questions on the live, please comment below, and then um, we'll, we'll uh, go for several more minutes and see if we can answer any of those questions for you guys. Um, I know you said something else that uh, I I picked up on. You were talking about when you shifted your meaning around everything in your life. You had been running from your business, running from your husband, kids, success, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, You talked about coming back to your values. Mm. And that's very much internal. And I think also finding your own values, not just adopting your parents' not just adopting societies. Although we, we both said before the show, we come in forgetting ourself when we're born and we yeah. spend the rest of our life rediscovering our truth and why we're here. So I think it's, we call it earth school for a reason. We're, we're here to learn. And so you, you, how did you figure out your values, you know, peeling back all of the external stimuli from all of those institutions, people, places, and things? That's such a great question. I love that question because it's um, very individual. But for me, Mm -hmm. I needed to get quiet. So Mm -hmm. for me, I had so many voices and noises and, as you mentioned, that external stimulus. And every day I was choosing to be very myopic in that attention to the voices and the stories and the narrative. And the noise was overwhelming the truth of myself. So Mm -hmm. for me, it meant really getting quiet. Mm -hmm. So getting quiet, of course, for me, looked like a practice of learning meditation. Meditation was a great savior for me. And also, um, at the time, I happened to be pregnant with my third child and was actually taking a hypno birthing course. So hypnotherapy was a great way for me to 
Mm. I, I easily uh, learned hypnotherapeutic technique because the visual imagery of it helped me get there. So when in meditation, I was having trouble allowing those thought, thoughts to just flow freely through me and not attach themselves to me. Visual imagery was a great tool for me to be able to do so, to allow those thoughts to just keep going right through me and not to be putting up resistance to thoughts and trying to block them from coming, but letting them just kind of keep going through. And that's where I found my peace and my quiet. And the more I did that, the more I surrendered. I love that word that you just used, Lois. The more I surrendered to not doing, to the undoing, the more I heard the voices that were true to who I was. Mm. And I could find what those values were. And sometimes it looked like trying something on, trying a value on, and thinking that that was something I could attach to. So, And then sometimes it was letting it go of it. And I, and I feel strongly mm. that our values are fluid in that way throughout mm. our lifetime. I think my values, my core values were very different 20 years ago to what they mm -hmm. are now. Yeah. There tends to be some similarities. Like I think I've always had a deep core value of growth. I think that's yeah. always been a very important one to me. But what growth looks like has changed mm -hmm. over time. I love that. And I'm going to go back to what you said earlier. Nothing is permanent. Even your values, because if you think about it, and I, I teach on this in my classes because I'm just so fascinated by the brain, hence the the you know images behind me and we actually have three brains and then if you could go off into the the 5d and talk about the sixth sense and we won't go there today but um you know we our brain is developing until we're 25 right and we have so much micro traumas like maybe we didn't get our blankie fast enough as a baby maybe we didn't get fed fast enough and maybe that happened a lot yeah so i know that happened a lot for me and just realizing also that I adopted my parents' values yes. and my community's values. And then I went off into college and and then I got influenced by professors' values or, or the college's values. And so then you go to career and, and all of those things and all of those labels, it's just like packed, packed on top of one another. So I love what you said about getting quiet and for lack of a better phrase, trying on a value. And if it didn't work, you were willing to surrender and let it go. And I, I think that's where people oftentimes aren't, aren't finding themselves because I think they have to have it. And I'm, I'm guilty of this recovering OCD perfectionist, Ironman triathlete. Hello. Yes. I see you. I see you and I raise you one. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I I was that person too. I mean, that's how I became an, a, an orthodontist. I had to be that way. And I was also the triathlete and the marathon runner. So I was the queen of doing. And, you know, I think that's the interesting thing is we learn to do, do, do. We have this do more mentality yeah. that we become addicted to. And, and it's not our fault. <laughs> it's not our fault, you know, and I think that's what I had to let go of as well, which was another learning for me was mm -hmm. the shame and the guilt mm -hmm. and the blame, the self-blame, because that was limiting me as well. When it, the more I had that self-judgmental perspective of before I had my understanding of who I am or before I, I guess I don't, 
I don't have a full understanding of who I am before I allowed myself the permission <laughs> to go on the journey of understanding who I am. Yeah. I think I had a lot of shame about the decisions I made, which at the time were just protective. They were just yeah. keeping me safe. They were just keeping me for mm. what I thought in a place of security and stability and safety. And those coping mechanisms that we developed served a really important purpose at one point. And actually, we can be grateful for them. But the importance of being able to undo or at the very least question them yeah. in terms of are they limiting me now from a deeper understanding of who I am and a mm -hmm. deeper understanding of this lived experience. No, I love that. And yeah. I love I love learning from you. I'm so so glad that you were here today and I I know um you have a, a quiz, a gift. Yes. Can you share more cuz I think that's going to be huge for the audience to take forward from here. So tell us more about that and where they can find you. Thank you so much. I um yes, I to me now a deep passion is supporting my colleagues in medicine and in healthcare in terms of their understanding. Because I mm -hmm. noticed in myself, when I did this work on myself, I could be a better healthcare provider for my patients. I could be a better leader. When we take care of ourselves, we can show up in that way more authentically and mm -hmm. access that intelligence and that higher intelligence in order to better serve. So this is my passion. And so I created this quiz, which is a quiz of how happy are you really? It's really created for healthcare providers and professionals, but anyone is welcome to take the quiz. It's really mm. interesting because it, just the questions themselves raise some questions for yourself in terms of how are you looking at life, all aspects of life, and where is your emotional vibration on the scale of emotional vibrational scale in terms of finances, in terms of your family, in terms of success, in terms of your health. And then at the end, you do get some phenomenal suggestions based on your answers. So there's free support for you there. And then um, in the new year, launching this beautiful course, which you can find at Dr. at Taryn at, uh, or rather the, the website is drtarynmccarthy.com. There's a phenomenal 12-week course supporting my colleagues in healthcare on how to access happiness for themselves, the how of how to undo those labels and limits that you were talking about to really step into our greater potential. Awesome. I'm typing this now in the chat, guys. Um, how happy are you really? Just letting you guys know if you're not on on the live, this is also going to be in iTunes show notes, the YouTube show notes. If you're not already, you're going to want to join my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. I've got a lot of exciting things rolling out for 2023. So hold that thought, Dr. Taryn. I have one more closing question for you that I ask of all of my guests. And I just want to make some quick announcements. For those of you who don't know, um, 2023 vision is in full effect. I'm already in 2023 in my in my heart. Um, I want to have a thousand paid subscribers in my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise subscriptions. Um, that being said, I also have still a bunch of free gifts for you if you're not a paid subscriber. Uh, like for example, next Thursday, I'm going to be doing a actual speed networking event. If you're a coach, a healer, a creative, 
like if you have a podcast or you're an artist, psychics and mediums, those are my people. Those are the people that I really want to inspire to help them flourish in their health and wealth and wisdom in 2023 as well. So I'll be dropping that in the show notes. You can attend for free um, for the next six months. That's Be Networking is always going to be on the first Thursday of every month. So that's a new announcement um, just came through um, to me this week because I really want to give back and help you guys launch really, really strong. Um, also, uh, I have a class at 10 a.m. This is for anybody who's on the live. Uh, I'm having a class that really speaks to what Dr. Taryn and I were talking about today. A lot of times we carry these wounds from our ancestors seven generations back on both sides. We we come into our family of origin and we're here to learn, right? Um, our parents, even though at times it doesn't feel like it, they are our best karmic teachers. And so I've found through my classes on those specific um, backgrounds, ancestors, mom, father wound. There's a lot of healing to find those values internally that are really yours, not that just passed on because you you have these parents or these ancestors. So if you if you're tuning in live and you want to attend, fantastic. Um, and then also, I have next week Wednesday. My next podcast is how microdosing can change your life. Many of you guys have been hearing me talk about plant medicine microdosing was actually what really, really helped me, especially this year, um, break through a lot of grief, a lot of trauma. Um, therapy wasn't working. Self-help books wasn't working. Grief counseling wasn't working. So I had to go um, to these indigenous um, plants. And my mushroom shaman is going to be my guest on Wednesday at 1230 Pacific. So you can come attend live, ask all your questions. It's December 7th, uh, full moon day. So should be, should be a lot of fun energy. So I hope you guys can attend as well. So thank you again, Dr. Taryn. I, I have um, so much love and admiration for what you're creating, um, especially in with the world. I know I didn't mention this, but like dentists, um, don't they have like the highest suicide rate? Um, so when you think about happiness and, and that statistic, even though I don't always buy into those, I'm, I'm just so grateful for what you are creating. So thank you. And thank you to you for everything that you're doing. It's just miraculous. I'm so glad that you've been courageous enough to bring this to the community because it's really needed. Thank you. Thank you. So last question for you before we sign off and you already kind of alluded to this, but my closing question for my guests is always what does healthy and wealthy and wise mean for you today? Mm. It's, the number of hours a day that I live in the feeling that I want to feel. Does that make sense? I think to me, healthy, wealthy, and wise is a space of how much I can feel that great feeling, happiness, if you will, in every day. And that doesn't mean that every day is easy and bouncing on rainbows. There are days that have real deep human emotion. Mm. But I think the number of hours of the day when I feel what I want to feel feels really successful and joyful and happy to me. Yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And again, guys, if you saw value, please hit the share button. Um, you never know this kind of topic I think is more and more uh, relevant in the here and now and moving forward into the age of Aquarius, more and more people are looking for meaning and happiness from within and, and finding that is, is a, an amazing and incredible 
journey. So um, until next time, guys, as I always like to say, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for attending another amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise show. Thank you so much. Please subscribe, download, leave a review or a rating. And also, if you felt like you could benefit from some help, maybe some magnetic mind support, maybe some lead generation and sales strategy, I would love to gift you a free month of my membership or go to bookacallwithlois.com. That's right, www.bookacallwithlois.com. And if you haven't had a one-time free strategy session with me, that's my gift to you today for attending all the way to the end. Here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom.